Welcome to the IndyCar conference call. My name is Veronica, and I will be your operator for today's call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session. During the question and answer session, if you have a question, please press star, then 1 on your touchtone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I will now turn the call over, over to Arnie Sherbin. Arnie, you may begin. Thank you, and welcome, everyone, to today's IndyCar Media Teleconference. Earlier today, Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports announced its driver lineup for the 2018 Verizon IndyCar Series season. The team will feature an all-Canadian lineup with returning driver James Hinchcliffe pairing with his longtime friend and DPM race winner Robert Wickens. We're happy today to be joined this afternoon by the team co-owner of Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports, Sam Schmidt, and the uh, two Verizon IndyCar Series drivers for Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports, James Hinchcliffe and Robert Wickens. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Happy to be here. All right. Uh, well, Sam, first question for you. Obviously, you know James very well from his experience with the team, but uh, what role did he play in the process of getting Robert back to North America in IndyCar racing? Well, uh, thanks for having us on. And uh, as everybody knows, we've been trying to, trying to work to uh, improve the program as much as possible. We had a stint in uh, 12, 13, 14 where we finished fifth, third, and fifth in the points. And frankly, we want to get to you know back to that level of competition. Um, we felt like we were missing things in having uh, you know two cars with uh, equal funding and equal drivers and equal capabilities, and uh, we think this gets back there. And of course, uh, you know James and and Robbie have a uh, a long history here, um, racing against each other, uh, going way back, and then through through the support series rings, et cetera, a lot of history there, and there was good chemistry. Uh, you know, Road America, even though uh, Robert was only there for the day. And, uh, you know, just given his level of experience in Europe at uh, really, you know, top shelf there, 3.5 and Formula One and, and uh, DTM, uh, really hoping he can, you know, bring uh, that uh, sort of technical side of things uh, to the program and, and just, you know, everybody work together for a common goal. So, uh, yeah, James, you know, had a little bit to do with it, but I think it was just really the uh, the underlying factor here is looking for two quality drivers that can get the job done at this level of competition, and I think we have that. All right. Uh, Sam, uh, late in the, the uh, 2017 season, you guys, the, the team announced an expanded partnership with Honda, and now you have your uh, drivers in place uh, fairly uh, early here in the off season. Uh, are there other plans that you can talk about that, that you, you mentioned your goal of moving the team back to where it was uh, in 2012, 2013, 2014? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, uh, an integral part of being successful in the series is having a, a close uh, relationship with manufacturers, and uh, we're one of only, I think, two teams that have been with Honda since day one. I think they recognize that loyalty factor and have been using us more and more for R&D and and off-track activities, and this uh, is a extension of that, you know. So testing the AK-18 car um, as soon as it was available, and then straight-line testing and other R&D things we're doing for them. Uh, the funding we're getting from Air Electronic and Lucas Oil and other long-term, you know, kind of technical um, and sponsorship, you know, partnerships, it's all – it's all tied together to make this happen. You can't do uh, you know, can't do anything without without the others. So, um, yeah, and and, to, and like you said, to have it done relatively early, I think to have the two drivers named, um, 
by mid-October is probably the earliest we've been able to do that in our history. So uh, we're excited to get going, and we have already started, obviously, with the uh, the 18 package testing. And I know Robert's fired up to uh, get into Indianapolis and get fully integrated into the team and and bring what he can. So uh, again, you know, we we feel like we should be a regular top five contender and and competing for top five in the points, uh, you know, starting next year. And this is all you know, working towards that. All right. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Robert, let's turn to you. Well, first, welcome to IndyCar. Congratulations on today's announcement. I, kn- I know you've been racing for much of the last decade over in Europe uh, in the last six with a roof over your head in DTM. Uh, with that small taste uh, that you got at Road America and I guess the ride swap with James earlier, uh, how much of that experience led into the decision to come back to North America? Yeah, I would say it, it had a, a pretty big like impact on it, but Overall, I mean, the the big game changer for me was when Mercedes announced their exit out of uh, the CTM series at the end of 2018, and that really, you know, I think excelled like accelerated everything. I mean, after the ride swap, Sam, myself, uh, Pierce Phillips, we were, we've all been in communication about possibility, like the possibilities of something in the future, but uh, it really everything started materialize once Mercedes. Uh, yeah, announced their exit from DTM, and we realized that this is something that could happen as soon as 2018. Um, but that said, the ride swap, I had a blast. Road America, I had even more fun, and uh, I was really, you know, I was actually a little bit gutted that uh, Mikael showed up for the weekend in Road America because I really, I really wanted to do that race. All right. Um, and I know that you were pointed towards uh, the chip car ladder, and that before you went to Europe. Um, you were on the road to Formula One. What about coming back to IndyCar is still appealing at this point in your career? I think IndyCar is constantly on the rise. Um, I mean, James and I have always been in contact, and I can see from the outside and as well from the inside through James that IndyCar is doing the right things, and they're continuing to grow at a pretty substantial rate. And I think the 2018 new Aero kit is going to make racing even better. It's going to bring more excitement to the fans. It's going to continue to grow the series at hopefully a, a larger rate than what it's already been doing. So I think it's an exciting time for for a new person to, uh, to jump in. All right. Uh, let's turn to your teammate. Uh, James, uh, I know over the last few years with the SPM, you've had a, a few uh, teammates uh, in the uh, driver's briefing room next to you. Obviously, chemistry is big to uh, building a strong team dynamic. Uh, You've brought in someone that you know pretty well. How strong a team do you think SPM is uh, going to be uh, in 2018? Yeah, I mean we had uh, we had a, we had multiple different guys just in the in the second half of last season. So for us, you know, going into 2018, knowing the driver lineup, knowing that there's some some continuity there moving forward is huge. And the fact that it's a, a driver of Robbie's caliber is just an added benefit to that. And the fact that it happens to be a guy I've known for you know, the the better part of my racing career and happen to be pretty damn good friends with, uh, it, it's just putting all the pieces in place, you know. So I think from the team side, from Robbie's side, certainly from my side, we're all incredibly excited to get the 2018 season underway because I think we're, uh, as a team, putting all the pieces in place to, to be successful and, and, as Sam said, regularly be fighting, you know, for, for top five in races and, uh, and top five in the championship. Okay, and finally, James, uh, you're one of the few drivers who's actually driven the uh, 2018 Verizon IndyCar Series Aero Kit in that car. 
knowing what you know about that car right now from your experience, how much of a learning curve do you think Robbie will have uh, when he gets into the car? You know what? No, honestly, the uh, and I was telling him this earlier today. The, the the 2018 car is probably better suited for him than the 2017 car was, just based on you know the experience he's had the last uh, handful of years. The, uh, the AK15 through 17 bodywork was such high downforce. Um, it'd be a big change coming out of out of DTM, but with the, the lots of downforce that we've seen, the car's kind of moving around a bit more, along the brake zones, things like that. Uh, it, it won't be as big a transition, I think. And, you know, just based on the experience that I got in our right swap, I think he's going to adapt, you know, very quickly, be comfortable very quickly, and, and as a result, be competitive very quickly. So it's going to be exciting. All right. Thanks, James. Uh, Veronica, let's open up for questions for any of our guests. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, Please press the pound sign or the hash key. If you are using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. Our first question comes from Marshall from Road and Track. Congratulations, guys. Uh, first of two questions for you, uh, James and Robert. Bit of a, uh, a mixed fortune, I would imagine, for your countrymen, knowing that the great Gord Downey was lost overnight from a tragically hit, but we have a great announcement of Team Canada this morning. Anything you guys can share about uh, a day, I guess, of mourning, but also uh, a day of celebration with what you two guys are coming together for? Yeah, I mean, I think for us it's uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, growing up as kids, we watched the Forsyth team kind of be the unofficial Team Canada of uh, of Champ Car and um, having two Canadian drivers in the same team, and it just so happens to be the team that's co-owned by a Canadian as well. Is uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of points of pride there, you know, and, and I've certainly seen in, in the last six seven years how much this country gets behind their athletes and, and how much they've gotten behind, you know, us in the IndyCar series. And to be able to add a second driver to that lineup is, is huge. So we're hoping to give, you know, Toronto and, uh, and Ontario and, and Canadian sports fans in general something to cheer about over the next season. And, Robert, uh, I guess I'll, for you specifically, we've seen that experience in IndyCar definitely uh, is a big contributor to success with some of the fairly significant testing restrictions. Can you share any thoughts on how busy you will be this off-season in using on-track test days, manufacturer test days, simulator time, so that you are as ready to deliver as possible once we get to St. Pete? Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, the busier the better at this point. I mean, I think uh, Schmidt Peterson Motorsports has a fantastic driver development program. They showed that and their multiple Indy Lights championships along along their way. And I think, um, you know, we, we will have a, a strong program in place. I, I have a, a feeling that um, the simulator will be my, my new best friend. But that being said, testing is very limited, and we, we have to share it equally between myself and James. So I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have James as my teammate because he's, he's so experienced. I can learn off him, and because we already have, such a good uh, off-track relationship, I feel like, you know, you can just take his word, trust him, and, and kind of move forward with it. So uh, I think we kind of already crossed that bridge when we were 15, and 
and now we're, we can just kind of get to work and get things going. Thanks. Congratulations again. Thanks, Barbara. Our next question comes from Tony Gazzino from NBC Sports. Hi, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, hey, Um, You guys had the opportunity to be teammates once before with the, uh, the old A1GP series back in the day, but had you guys had any other opportunities in your formative junior year careers where you either were close to teammates or were, were close in having an opportunity to work together beyond just being good friends? We uh, we actually met for the very first time as teammates in karting in uh, 2001, I think. I want to say 2001, 2002. Uh, we were an 80cc junior at the time. So I was 13, James would have been 15. And uh, so we actually were teammates first in karting, and that's where our relationship really started. And it was just coincidence that we were teammates again in A1GP uh, a few years later. And then, yeah, third time's the charm now. <laughs> You guys have any fun A1GP memories from that time frame? There's not a lot of bad A1GP memories, to be honest. That, uh, that was a pretty exciting championship, and uh, it was, uh, you know, we, we were teammates uh, in the sense that we all we, we shared the car. You know, we, we yeah. kind of rotated uh, race driver duties throughout the season, and, and the other one would uh, would be reserve driver for uh, for the other on, on off weekends, and um, that was kind of a cool dynamic. It was almost a, the sports car driver dynamic and sharing the same car, you know, but I think we're both excited to, uh, to have our own buggies to go play with and, uh, and help each other and push each other and, and just move the whole team forward. Cool. Thank you so much. Our next question comes from Jeff Papone from IndyCar. Hello, guys. Um, I'm hearing, uh, you know, friends forever carded together and raced together all the time. This isn't going to devolve into a Nico Lewis kind of thing, is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You think? <laughs> you know it well enough. What do you think? Yeah, uh, probably not. Listen, um, I want, James, I want to ask you. I mean, you're turning 31 this year. You just signed a multi-year Thanks deal to stay with Schmidt you're welcome. Hey, I'm older than you. Point that out to everybody. That was cool. <laughs> but you just signed a multi-year deal, and, and some people might see this as a, a pivotal point in your career. Can you talk about how much interest there was from other teams and, and what led to your decision to stay with SPM as opposed to maybe looking and going elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's been, been pretty documented over uh, over the last sort of decade of IndyCar racing that your sort of 30 to 35 range is uh, – is pretty much a driver's peak. I mean, obviously, you know, we've got a much younger than that champion at present, but uh, he's certainly an outlier and not a rule. And, uh, and, and you know, that said, my uh, my experience at, at SPM over the last three years were uh, were phenomenal ones. And so we've, we've talked a lot about how continuity in racing is uh, is very important. And there's a big part of me that, that wanted to, uh, to kind of keep building what we had in building the transition to a universal body kit, I think, was a, an important part of that. I mean, as as Sam discussed, the last time we had a universal body kit, you know, SPM was in the top five of the championship three years in a row. So uh, I think that, you know, leveling the playing field a little bit gives us, uh, as a team, you know, better opportunity to close that gap and, and be competing at the front more regularly. 
and so there was there was no there's no real desire to leave. I mean, sure there was interest in in other places, but um, you know I, I've had uh, like I said a, a tremendous experience with with become my extended family here at SPM, and we uh, we didn't want to break momentum. So hopefully with all that you know all the pieces in place, we're going to be regular competitors. Yeah. Can can you talk about how much you have how much confidence you have sort of going forward with the team that you'll achieve greater success and get that top five that that Sam wants and and also how much does does Robert coming in figure in that uh, equation? I mean the, the the driver in the seven car was always a was always a big part of the puzzle you know and uh, and in Robbie we've got a, a proven winner at a very high level you know the, the level of of, of technological expertise that he comes with from his time in DTM is very impressive. And I think the whole team was, was blown away even in two practice sessions in, uh, in road America with, with his feedback and, you know, his, his approach to the, to the setup side of the car. And like, like I said, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of been a, a huge piece of it. And, uh, with, with the field kind of being equalized with this kit, you know, there's a, uh, there's a ton of confidence. I mean, we had a top, Probably six or seven, you know, in the in the championship run going in, in 16, were it not for a fuel miscalculation one day and a and a fairly unjust penalty another day. So with uh, with the added benefit of uh, a driver in the seven car that can push the whole team forward from a from a setup point of view and you know from a competition point of view with with me, there's uh, there's no reason that we won't be up there, you know, regularly. And, and Robbie, uh, can can you sort of talk about is it? Is this a really good time to be coming into IndyCar with all the changes happening in 2018? And will that kind of allow you to not have a, a bit of a handicap versus the other drivers and be able to get up to speed and, and contribute a lot quicker than you would have if things had ever remained the same? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately IndyCar experience is IndyCar experience. So I'm definitely going to be, uh, you know, a, a little bit as a, on the back foot. But um, that being said, with the new Aero kit coming out in 2018, from what I've been hearing from James, the car is very much very different to drive than, than what it's been in the past. So it will be an adjustment for all drivers, um, which will definitely help me because, to be frank, you know, any, uh, any change is, is good for me because it's not, it's nothing different, um, from my previous experiences. It's all just something new. So I'm really looking forward to really just getting started and, and seeing what this, uh, 2018 car can bring. Are you going to have to remind yourself to put your visor down again? Luckily, I was the weird guy in, in closed cockpit racing that drove with my visor down anyway, so it's uh, that that won't be a problem. All right, thanks, guys. Congratulations. Thanks, Jeff. Once again, if you have a question, please press star then one on your touchtone phone. Our next question comes from Jim Aiello from the Indianapolis Star. Hi guys, congratulations! Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, James, I just wanted to ask you, um, how involved were you in the process of trying to find a teammate, and and how much campaigning did you end up doing for uh, for Robert? Uh, you, you know, one of the one of the great things uh, that's improved within the team since uh, since the appointment of, of Pierce Phillips as as general manager is, is communication. You know, and, and I was kept very much up to speed, and you know, my my opinion was was very much weighted in, in the whole discussion. But you know, at the end of the day, I didn't want people to think that I was just going around trying to get my buddy a ride. And I, I wanted the best, most qualified, most capable driver in, in the seven car. And when we all sat down around a table and, and wrote out the pros and cons of, of available drivers, 
Robbie's name came to the top anyway. So whether whether or not we had an existing relationship, uh, you know, on, on paper and with the experience that he had had with the team, I think I think he was the choice from uh, from the get go. And so it uh, it really is just kind of a cherry on top that we have the kind of friendship that we do, and, and uh, we've had some experience working together like we have. And so um, was I was I you know quietly jumping up and down when it all came together? Yeah, absolutely. But like I said, the, the last thing I wanted was people thinking I just wanted my friend in the car. I, I wanted the best possible guy available, and that was Robert Wickens, no question about it. And, yeah, the, the, the follow-up to that was, was Road America the clincher, or did you have that in mind? I mean, I, I know everything wasn't settled by that point, but when you when you look back with Road America and the way he performed there, kind of the clincher for you, or did you, even if that hadn't happened, would you have known? Yeah, I mean, you, you could you could root it back to Sebring. You know, we did a ride swap. He got, uh, I think, two hours in the car. You know, hardly uh, hardly anything even resembling a test day, and, uh, and his performance was, was pretty impressive. But uh, no doubt the time in Road America helped because that really gave us a better sense of his technical feedback and, you know, integrated with the team a little bit more. And uh, everybody was happy to, to work with him on that day. And um, for sure, that, I think, for a lot of people – Made it uh, made it an option that they were a lot more comfortable with because yeah sure there were certainly people on the team that maybe didn't know as much about him and his past and you know his accomplishments but uh, working with him even for just one day made a, made a lot of believers on the team and and that's what we need we need a lot of guys that believe in what we're trying to do and and how we're trying to do it and so uh, so no doubt that was uh, that played a big part in it. All right, well thanks very much and congratulations to both of you again. Thanks, Jim. Our next question comes from Jacob Seelman from Performance Mortar. First off, congratulations, guys. And uh, directed at James, kind of a a follow-up to uh, what you were talking about a minute ago. Uh, You've mentioned uh, the the friendship and obviously wanting somebody who uh, was qualified. I can hear all the excitement. Is it camaraderie? Is it chemistry? I mean, what is it about having Robert as your teammate for next year that you're most looking forward to as far as kind of helping mentor him through this process? You know, I mean, man, Robbie's been, you know, my best friend and, and I, you know, I, almost little brotherish kind of kind of thing for a long time now. And I'm just, I'm so excited to get to share this world with him. I, I know how fierce a competitor he is. I know how talented a driver he is. I know how well he's going to adapt to this world. And um, for me, it's uh, it's about pushing the team forward. You know, I'm not going to perform at my best if I don't have somebody regularly pushing me and, um, you know, someone help push the team forward from a, from a technical point of view. And, and he checks all those boxes. So uh, it's, it's, it's exciting on a lot of levels. Uh, you know, for the last six years, we've compared notes from across the pond of, you know, what life as a professional racing driver is like in our own series and, it's been kind of funny, you know, hearing the stories from over there and sharing stories from over here, and it's just going to take it to a whole new level when we got to kind of have these experiences together and live through some of these things together and grow with drivers together and, and hopefully start winning together very soon. And, Sam, for you, I know James mentioned a minute ago uh, kind of some of the aspects when Robert jumped in the seven at Road America that made it a real possibility, but... When when did Robert re- being in that car for full time really start to become reality for you guys? Has this been something that uh, was was pretty optimistic for a while, or has this really kind of finalized itself more recently? Yeah, I think it's really when we uh, you know drew the line in the sand. Um, 
we've got a lot of things going commercially, uh, very positive in the technology industry, and uh, got a lot of targets up in Canada as well. And and as we know, my my uh, team partner Rick Peterson's Canadian, and so uh, it was almost the Canadian full car press. But uh, uh, no, seriously, it's it's all about performance, and we're here to win. And uh, you know, we're we're not a mid pack team, and so. When it kind of came down to you know the list of available drivers and and us wanting a uh, professional long term relationship uh, that we could build on both on the track and off the track, uh, it was uh, it was a pretty obvious choice. Just curious, Sam, what impressed you most about the time that Robert was able to spend uh, working with the car at Road America when Mikhail was uh, wasn't able to be back? Well, it was only. Uh, one day, uh, so I think, um, you know, just the level of professionalism and, uh, you know, come in, uh, uh, put the head down, you know, we, we got to get this done. We're not sure if it's one day or three days or whatever, but let's get there. Let's get fitted. Let's get in the car. Let's go. And, and, uh, and the pace was immediately on par and the communication feedback tech, uh, technical side, as, as has been mentioned before, was, uh, was very professional, which, you know, comes from, driving for Mercedes for six years. They're not going to keep any slackers on the payroll, you know. So um, I think when you uh, when you see somebody come from that kind of background and uh, and the European training ground, uh, they all seem to have just a little bit more, you know, knowledge and uh, uh, feedback capability. And I think, uh, um, you know, obviously James is in that realm as well too, but I think having uh, both of them working together, uh Towards a common goal will be will be uh, you know produce great you know great results. All right, thanks guys. Congratulations again. Thanks so much. Thank you. Our last question comes from Steve Bittish from Trackside Online. Hey guys, congrats. Um, Thank you, Rob. This is uh, going to be your first uh, opportunity to uh, run an oval. Uh, any. Uh, Hesitation, thoughts, excitement? Yeah, definitely some excitement. I mean, um, again, I'm only going off of what, what I know from, from James, but he seems to think I'm, I'm really going to like them. So I'm I'm just really motivated and just want to really just kind of get started with, with the job for, for next year. And definitely getting on my first oval is high on my priority list, but I think before I, I drive on one, um, in reality, I'll, I'll probably do some time on a simulator first to kind of learn the ropes and kind of understand the whole, like, weight stacking situation and just that. Right. The other. There's so many areas of the game that I, I need to learn. And, uh, you know, I think oval racing has to be taken seriously and you have to really respect it. So I'm definitely not going to just jump in with my eyes closed. I'm, I'm definitely going to be very well prepared when, when I get into my first experience, but I'm really looking forward to it. Good. And James, you're going to uh, have a new engineer this year. Is that something that you're really looking forward to? You know, I mean, uh, ultimately, the, the driver-engineer relationship is an important one, and, and so learning someone new is always a bit of a challenge, but uh, we're always up for a challenge, and, you know, we're, we're here to push the whole program forward, and, and that's what we're going to try and do. So we still uh, we still have yet to, obviously, uh, completely finalize that and, uh, and announce to everybody who that's going to be, but, you know, we're excited to inject some fresh blood in, into the team on the, on the engineering side as well, and uh, with, uh, with a new car or new aero kit, at least, you know, that's, that's as important as, as ever, and, 
I think we're going to end up with the right person in the job. And just, again, it's, it's all about pushing the whole team forward, everything from the changes we've made on the shop floor to the engineering department to uh, to, the, to the other driver. And so uh, I'm very excited about, about 2018 and the future. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Congrats again. Thank you. And as that was our final question, that will wrap up today's IndyCar Media teleconference. Uh, this teleconference will be available on a digital tape replay approximately one hour after the conclusion of today's call. To access the system, participants need to dial 888-843-7419 or 630-652-3042 and enter the passcode 444-16562 and the pound sign. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's conference. Thank you for participating. We may now disconnect.